All right, welcome in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the com studios, and I am joined here in the studio this morning by Sean Yurtkaran, and Sean's having some headphone problems, so we will just take the headphones off for now, and I'll get them working properly during the break. Oh, man, free-range human show of choice. But I mean that more and more and more every day. I really do. I want to thank everybody who supports our sponsors here. We've got uh, Stonington Farms is going to be up here today delivering their meat. Uh, if you hadn't got your order in, too late now. Uh, but thank you for everybody who got the, another huge order for the Jackson Market in and uh, mostly consumed by WYAB listeners. So we appreciate that. If you want to text into the show, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. Hey, business owners, the phone line is available for your sponsorship. So if you want to get as much branding as Guns and Gear does on the text line, the phone line is available. I was talking to Hunter last night that owns Guns and Gear, and he goes, Clay's about to get on the radio and say guns and gear more times in the next two hours than I'm going to all month. I was like, it's true. It's true. It's a cool name. It's a cool name. Oh, hold on. There you go. Sorry, I had your mic off. Oh, it's a cool name, though. It, it really is. I mean, Guns and Roses, Guns and Gear. Yeah, I it, like it. It, it like flows it. well. So, uh, look, man, get out there. Home of No Limit Ammo. Support them, man. They got it all right there at Guns and Gear on 51 North in Gluckstadt. Also, get out to Acme Pizza tonight. Uh, I'm going to run off some of these sponsors to open the show. Get off that. Get out to Acme Pizza after 4 p.m. They're open late at Fan and Mart right there on the reservoir. Uh, Chip, the owner of Acme Pizza, I'm assuming Chip posted it from their Facebook page, did a thing the other day talking about how well the advertising with the Clay Edwards show has worked. And I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. Uh, start, I know, look, it's day 13 of the Jackson Trash drama. And we're going to talk about it. And because because it's one of these things that you can't let go, mm-hmm. you, you can't you. I, I, Sean, one my of my curb things, can't let it go. I can yeah. tell you that it definitely can't. <laughs> one of the things I said when I started this show was I'm going to wear this stuff out incessantly because I don't ever want to normalize what's going on around here. Because the second you quit talking about it, and the second you quit shining light on it, it starts to normalize it, and we're not going to normalize it. We're not. Uh, we're going to let these idiots know that they're complete buffoons and they don't know how to govern. And uh, but we'll get to that. I look. I've been tiptoeing around a little bit, and we've had so much else going on that it's been hard to take some time and just donate to this Bud Light controversy. And I have not changed my thoughts on it. I still support my friends that work for Southern Beverage. I still support Southern Beverage, um, and I still do not support what Bud Light did. You know, but. I've been trying to take a deeper mental dive into this thing. I went out to eat with some friends and family last night. I just went and had some crawfish and uh, some shrimp and all that there in downtown Brandon. And we're sitting at a table. It's about 12 of us. Everything ranging from a couple 21-year-old girls, my 70-year-old mother, uh, and I think everybody else in the middle was between about 42 and 45. I ordered a bucket of Mick Ultra, not even thinking about the drama, all the controversy and stuff. It's just my natural routine when I sit down to a place like that is order a bucket of Ultra, set it on the table. You know, we're sitting there. Everybody's either drinking Bud Light or the girl, the younger girls are drinking some kind of seltzer or whatever. And um, you weren't having a white claw clay or no, the claw, no, the claws were not out. 
And, you know, man, we sat there and we're just talking, we're talking, we're talking. And, you know, not one time, even mentally, did it come up that um, I'm supporting Anheuser-Busch. Oh, no, we're supporting Anheuser. Or not one time did anybody else at that table bring up the trans nonsense, the Bud Light drama, or anything. We were just sitting there talking about everybody's lives, talking about what's going on. And it made me think, you know, we always talk, we use the word normies a lot. And I was sitting at a table of normies last night. And it was just interesting to, to see and watch the thing. And it's, it drives conversation on the internet. Mm-hmm. It drives conversation on talk radio. But when people really sit down and talk, I don't think it drives much conversation. Some of this cultural war stuff, I'm, making, I'm painting a bigger picture here. This is beyond just the Bud Light stuff. This is all this cultural war crap. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that outside of our little bubble that it's mm-hmm. that big of a deal. Now, I mean, Budweiser took a $6 billion hit. Right, I saw that, yeah. I mean, a cap hit. Now, I don't quite understand how all the stock market stuff works. I've never bought a stock in my life. Mm-hmm. But I know that you don't want to lose $6 billion. Right, right. You know, you're, the people who own your stock don't want to lose $6 billion. But I posed the question on Facebook the other day on my personal page. Uh, asking my friends, and I have a lot of friends that still work in or own bars and restaurants and stuff like that, as I'm sure you do as well. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, are y'all seeing less Bud Light being sold? And to a man, they were like, no. It is, does not seem to be affecting our sales. Now, walking to a grocery store, it may be different. I don't know. I haven't been to a I haven't. I, I, I go grocery shopping one meal at a time. <laughs> okay, right. You know what I mean? I do the pickup thing. I started doing that to be more efficient once a week. You know, you can pick it up. Really? Well, yeah, it's free if you do it over 35 bucks. They'll, they'll pick it for you? Yeah, and, and they just drop in your car. You know, you tip the guy. It's like, thirty. I think it's a $35 threshold. It's pretty. I should crazy. really do that. It really saves time. Ever, ever well, that life. and, you know, you're not walking around the store hungry. Yeah, I think that's the worst part because you start buying. You're like, oh, look at this box of bonbons. You know, you yes. eat in the aisle. Like, yeah, Put it's it terrible. in my van. Right. I, I, I haven't bought French waffles or Belgian waffles, I mean, <laughs> in forever. But the other morning, I decided I wanted some breakfast. I'm walking around the store. And I said, oh, there's these frozen Belgian waffles, big old thick ones. They look great. Yeah. I, I got them. I put them in the buggy. And then I spent the next 30 minutes going around the store looking for pancake syrup. <laughs> Could not find the pancake syrup. It's the only reason I ended up putting the Belgian waffles back. And then the next time I walked in the grocery store, the first aisle I go down, there's the pancake syrup. I'm like, now I know. I think isn't the rule they say you're supposed to shop on the outside corners of the grocery store, yeah, yeah, not the aisles. The, yeah, the 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 the, uh, the the non-whole food is mm-hmm. in the middle, mm-hmm. and the healthier stuff is on the outside. Right, right, right. Or the you whole just, food type stuff is on. And the, the meat is on an outside in the back usually, yeah, and that kind of thing. And, right, and all that. So, yeah, that is a very valid point. But uh, but so I got to thinking really deep about this Bud Light stuff driving in this morning. I was listening to Andy Frisella, who owns the uh, supplement company First Form. He's got mm-hmm. a great podcast. And he, he was kind of in the, and he's, it's based out of St. Louis, which is the heart of Anheuser Busch. Yeah. And he was talking about, he's made the same argument I did, but he peeled it back a little further and it made me think. So, you know, last week, he was saying he knows the distributors and these are great people and these are middle class. These are us. These are our mm. friends, our family members. You know, the, the tentacles of Anheuser Busch into the distributor system is huge. Mm-hmm. With, if you look at the amount of employees all these people hire and the work right. they put back in the communities and the events they sponsor and just everything they do. And frankly, a lot of these companies are huge contributors to conservative politicians. Okay. One of the largest. Budweiser uh, is? Budweiser. Okay. And, 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 and their affiliates mm-hmm. and whatnot sponsor a uh, back a lot of conservative politicians. Huh? And But now, you know, are you familiar with ESG? No, what is that? Um, I forget exactly what it stands for, but long story short, it's these, these major world 
global banks mm. insist on these companies uh, having strict uh, di- diversity, equity, inclusion policies and hiring practices and, and all this stuff. And they have to do all these, basically we call it woke, things mm-hmm. to qualify for money from these banks and for their ratings and all this. Basically a social credit score. Okay. Within the banking world. I gotcha. And, of course, with Budweiser being a Fortune 500 company, they would definitely be somebody that they would want to qualify for this. Mm-hmm. And I just think, and Andy made this point, and it really – sometimes I hear stuff that sounds very conspiratorial. Conspiratorial. And sometimes you hear it and it's like, you know what? Man, I, I can't shake that. That 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 makes sense if you look at a big big picture. Mm-hmm. And he's just saying, you know, how with the COVID stuff, and it feels like they're driving, trying to drive America into communism. I mean, that feels like a big push here lately to drive us into communism. And well, how do you do that? You have to break the middle class. I mean, to, for that to work, you have to shove the middle class into the into the poverty line, below mm-hmm. the poverty line. Well, what if? You get the middle class to do it to itself. You, so we cancel Bud Light, right? I want our, our brand. Is there, is there a more middle class beer brand than Bud? Well, do you think they're getting canceled? I guess the way I'm looking at it this way, Bud Light, uh, Budweiser has been on the decline for what several years. That's a it? lie. Though. It's a lie. That's a lie. I, it is not. It's been the, it's the number one beer in the world. Okay, they All actually, right. they're like the top three beers in the world. I got gotcha. Bud Light, Budweiser, Mick Ultra. Okay. So okay. I had always read that they were <clears throat> craft beer sales were starting to overtake it has, them, and it that has was eaten an, into it. Right. But the problem with the cra- on the craft beer side is that's a bunch of like death by a thousand razor blades. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, there's no exactly. there's Good no, no one conglomerate. No. You know, yeah. and Bud typically buys them up. There's so many like you or know Miller hoppy, fresh, fruity, whatever you're gonna get. Right. It's just yeah, I mean, they're made by whoever. Yeah. Back in the ni- late '90s, early 2000s, Rolling Rock was on the come up. Right. Right. I remember that. I used to drink that when I was and like then they 21. Moved it out of Latrobe, and mm-hmm. it just ain't tasted the same. No, it, it's. It, I had some like a few weeks ago though, and I was like, wow, I haven't had this since like 2001. Yeah. Like same thing with Killian's Red back in the day. I remember Killian's Red. I don't remember Red. which big brewer bought it, but one of them bought it. Mm-hmm. It ain't the same. Yeah, I haven't you had know, that. It just tastes like Red Budweiser now. Right. That's you know? it. But, uh, but you know, if you get, it's kind of like being a cell phone of sorts. It's mm-hmm. like, what if we get, what if we, you know, because Budweiser, it's an Ameri- it's Americana, man. Right, and, well, sure, right. I mean, because, right. like, this one hurts. It's a, it's a, it's a blue-collar, middle-class, heterosexual, red, mm-hmm. white, and blue male. Mm-hmm. You know, for Bud Light to turn their back on us, this, this one hurts. Well, I guess my point was I was wondering, were they going for, like, some sort of Hail Mary to fight back the emergence of craft beer and those kinds of things? With this, I mean, that's what I was wondering when they did it. Was that there was a, there was a, um, you know, because corporations do things with purposes, obviously, and yeah. profits the purpose. So I would think that I was, I was thinking they were doing this as a Hail Mary to put it back to the younger people. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, this has happened with McDonald's too. I've read that, that their sales have gone down because younger people just don't go to McDonald's like, like we did. Yeah. And so I just was wondering if that was the reason that Budweiser was doing that as some sort of a Hail Mary to. Well, that's how they tried to spin it. You know the, the the diversity hire, the diversity, equity, and inclusion hire. They put a head of, in the head of marketing, a uh, white liberal lady uh, from the Northeast, mm-hmm. the first female. You know, right? And uh, she said that the brand had become very fratty. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the brand. Yeah, that's the brand. I mean, it is what it is. That's the that's the brand they've spent the last hundred years cultivating mm-hmm. is to be fratty Americana. You know, blue collar, flyover state. Beer, right, right, yeah. I it mean, you think Bud Heavy, you think you think Flyover State, I think Bud exactly. Light, Budweiser, mm-hmm. any any of the Bud product, and 
That is just I missed the Bud Bowl. Do you remember the Bud Bowl? Yeah, that was man. That, I do miss the Bud Bowl. I will yeah, say I, that. me too. Me too. I just I think you know if you start taking these American traditions and you and and you make us cancel our own traditions and then mm-hmm. the trickle down effect to that. How do, well, Clay? How does that? What does that have to do with pushing the middle class into poverty? Well, think about how many people these folks hire. Mm-hmm. These distributors, these stores that sell it, these bars that sell it, all this stuff. We well, you know. What if you wake up today and you got? Hundred thousand more people uh, that work for these beer distributors, right? Out of work, but why are they? But they're canceling. You're saying that you're canceling yourselves as a conservative. Conservatives yeah. are canceling themselves. I mean, the, why it, not just drink the beer? It's kind of a. <laughs> but then you're supporting. But then you're supporting things you don't believe in, right? But I mean, if you like the beer, you like the beer. I mean, is it about? I, it. I mean, I, I haven't quit drinking it, right? You know, for this very reason. I mean, I, mean, I don't drink enough to make a difference. But, like, I, I haven't walked in the store and said, well, I'm not getting that. I, I still drink Mick Ultra, which is the same company. Sure. You know? I mean, I mean, I don't support Chick-fil-A's philosophy, but I, I go, I still like it. I'm not going to look. that's their pit. That's their business. That's not my yeah. business, whether I like their chicken or not. But, you know, I've been saying for a long time <clears throat> over the last few years that the, the further this pendulum, pendulum swings to the left, I'm actually doing it backwards here. <laughs> right. uh, Mobility issues today, right? Yeah. If, for, for, for those without the benefit of, of uh, a video camera in here, you know, my arm is swinging to the left here. It's like a pendulum. You know, it's been swinging and swinging and swinging. And people on the right have been the victims of all this cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. I've lost my biggest sponsor last week due to cancel culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's fine. We'll, we'll replace them. It ain't a big deal. But it sucks in the short term because all somebody's got to do is say, Clay said something that I don't like. And people are, oh, well, no. Well, right. What, what, you know. We agree you shouldn't be canceled. I mean, I yeah. think you and I are completely in agreement about cancel culture, how yeah. ridiculous it is. But that's the same thing with Budweiser or Chick-fil-A. And I now, but, the, but our side has been, the, has been the punching bag of it. But recently. Recently, yes. Recently. And, and, but the pendulum always, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it always swings back the other way. I mean, because liberals have been canceled for forever. I mean, that's, that's happened. Like, we've talked about Bill Maher all the time mm-hmm. and the things that he said post 9-11, and he was canceled. So I think this is something that happens on both sides where at one time Republicans or conservatives were canceling liberals and things they'd say. And now you kind of have that going towards conservatives. I think this has to happen though. Mm-hmm. And I'm as anti-cancel culture. I do not. Every, Me too. I don't Absolutely. support boycotts or none of that stuff on either side. I, I just don't. I, 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 there's times where I feel like it would be best for me too, but it's, and I talk about my core values and stuff. And just at the end of the day, I can't support a boycott of stuff. I can't support mm-hmm. cancel culture, but I will say this. I think what's happening to one of the largest brands in, in the in this country, learning the hard way. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you know what Bud did? What? They effed around and they found out. <laughs> I guess we're going to see what happens with them, right? I still yeah. think Budweiser is going to be there forever. It's yeah. like Coke. You know, but it's one of those things. I, I, mean. I think they're going to end up having to eat some crow. Probably. And, and, right. and it's like, you know what? We realized we alienated our actual base trying mm-hmm. to get new drinkers that weren't already, you know, weren't trying to grow the brand. Mm-hmm. They're gonna ha- the pendulum is going to have to swing, and we're going into the summer. And we'll see. You know, but I, yeah. I, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, man, they've always been very pro-Americana. They screwed up. And look, I don't think anybody will ever argue. I, I ain't got no trans, no trans fans. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's safe to say. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, Clay, I'm going to guess that you don't. <laughs> like, you know, obviously, I'm not defending what they did. But I think that, you know, I've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm saying, hey, let's see, let's see how it shakes out. Yeah. And, you know, d- don't abandon them forever. You know, I mean, because, again, we need to support these local distributors who are, I mean, man, Budweiser sponsors everything around here. And a lot of these events that you see Budweiser sponsoring, which is Southern Beverage, right. would not even happen 
if Bud didn't sponsor them or Miller Coors or whoever, yeah. you know? Yeah, so we all agree it's a great company. I mean, yeah. it's a great company. I think, you know, I, it, to me, it's it's hard. When you, when you get in talking about things that are canceled or what should be canceled, I, for me personally, it would have to rise to a level like you're either supporting murderers or, or racists. Like, then I'll cancel you and then I'll boycott yeah. you. But other than that, if you want to support whatever you want, whether it be a conservative cause or a liberal cause, if I like the product, I, I don't. I don't see why people are doing okay, this. Well, you said murderers are racist, right? Right. Or rape, or rape, or, I'm just giving an example. You know. Let me ask. Okay. Well, the racist thing, and we're running over here. But so but I'm going to ask this question, and we'll carry the answer over to the break. Mm-hmm. Everything's racist from the left. I mean, the rate the left thinks everything the right do is racist now, even though even if race has nothing to do with it. I think that's a problem on both sides. Because I think the left thinks everything's racist. I think the right thinks nothing's racist. And yeah. I think that there's a middle ground here that we're not looking at anymore. Let's look at it when we come back from yeah. the break here. And we are, I promise, we're going to get into Jackson trash stuff, Jackson water stuff. we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. But uh, <clears throat> I think this is prevalent. The text line, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. This is The Clay Edwards Show. With Sean Yurtkaran, we'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. What's up with that? Breaking rules when necessary. Hey, guys, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends out at Battlefield Drag Strip. It is going down there this weekend. It looks like the weather is clearing up. It's going to be nice. I sure hope anyway. Tonight, they've got their Friday night drags. That's right. $10 for spectators to get in, $40 for the tech cards. Uh, looks like the gates open at 6. The track gets hot around 7. And then tomorrow, it looks like they got the big one, Battle on the Field Part 2. Looks like all the different classes are going to have about a $3,000 payout based on 14-car minimum minimums when a $150 buy-in they got the junior dragsters the small tires the big tires the uh, daily drivers the whole nine yards get out there tonight run what you brung friday night drags out at battlefield drag strip only 90 minutes east of jackson right there in collinsville mississippi great family fun 12 and under get in free you can find them on facebook at the battlefield drag strip or online at battlefielddragstrip.com all right Speaking of dra- uh, drags and battles and stuff like that, we are here in the culture <laughs> war this morning, knee deep in the uh, the culture war this morning. Hey, all right, so I got Sean York Karan in the studio with me, and we're, we're talking about all this Bud Light stuff and the trickle down, and <clears throat> as we were going to break, we were saying, I, I was like, the left thinks everything's racist, and you said, you made up a good point, too. You said the right thinks nothing's racist. Right, yeah, that's right. So- what are what are some things that you feel like past the obvious ABC? We all know these are racist. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you think the right ignores or, or doesn't think that are racist that the left do? I don't know if I can point to a specific example that's saying, "Hey, the right says this is not racist, and it obviously is racist." Right? But it's it's just general. I think the right is is likes to say immediately if racism is brought up that nothing is racist. And and that's just not true. I mean, that's and it, let, you know. Actually, I got to do have an example. The Jackson Water Crisis is a good example of this. 
there was two separate issues that I think the national media didn't cover at all. Like they they made it the national media made it all about racism. I was going to be bringing right. up HB ten twenty as my counterexample, so I'm glad you did. I'm glad you went this way. Yeah, they made it like the the whole water crisis was all based on racism and nothing uh, nothing at all. That wasn't true. There's two issues here. Oh, I think my uh, headphone went out. Okay. The water plant wasn't staffed adequately. That's a competency issue. That was not a racist issue. The separate issue is the pipes, right? That didn't have anything to do with the water plant, but they're the, the pipes. The pipes are products of systemic racism. And what I mean by that is because you had white flight, uh, eroding of the tax base, and the city – black folks in the city got hand, dealt a bad card with the pipes and those infrastructure issues. That isn't their fault that that happened. That, that, that was because the city – well, everybody left. I mean, as I say, everybody left, and they're stuck with these bad pipe conditions. Again, that's that to me is an issue. Of, of, there's racist components to that issue, whereas the plant is not. And I think that's where everything kind of gets mixed up. All right. So my counterpoint to that is, mm-hmm. I don't believe people not wanting to live around crime and poverty and whatnot is. I don't believe white flight is racist. I think urban flight. Uh, plenty of black people left the city too. Right later on, though. But I'm talking about starting in the early 1970s when yeah. when the issue was integration of schools and it, white folks didn't want their kids to go to school with black kids. I mean, that was just that's the why we heck Brown versus Board of Education was handed down I think in 53 or 54, and we didn't integrate the schools till 1971, I believe. And, and, and that was that much of a fight in almost 20 years of doing that. Then once they did, then you start, if you look at the data, that's when everybody starts leaving because, and, and, and that's a problem. And obviously white people didn't want their kids to go to school with black people. And yeah, that, that part is racist. That, 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 no, that's true. I mean, 100%. And that's why the council schools started mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, which are now the private schools. Sure. Right. Yeah. You can look at the academy dates, you know, it's like 1955 started, right? Like, and then that's, and that's a problem with it. But, um, and that's what I would say. That the, those issues that I think the right doesn't look at say, "Hey, that was a product of systemic racism." But the, but now what you're talking about is with crime. Now when people leave, you get it. I don't think that's a racist issue well, now. If you back, leave, going back a little bit though, um, it, the city of Jackson once once the black leadership took over. Let's just say, let's, if we're going to make it about race, let's make it about black and white. Once the black leadership took over, did zero to reinvest into the pipes either. I mean, say, like, hey, you got handed the keys to the city, do something. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, of course, I'm not going to defend and say that the uh, last 25 years have been a great job being done in terms of the pipes. I mean, that's yeah. not something that's been. Uh, I don't think any leadership. If you look back to, I saw a campaign ad from the 1940s, Alan Thompson talking about fixing the pipes in the 1940s. Yeah. So I mean, it was white leadership and black leadership dropped the ball on this man. Like yeah. they didn't. But I'm just saying that black leadership got handed. They handed a faulty deck there. According to deck. that, according to that chart you gave me, mm-hmm. uh, that the waterline thing, right? <clears throat> it doesn't look like we've laid a new pipe since 2012. I think that's right. Yeah, right. And the uh, pipes downtown are pre 20th century for yeah. the most part. With wooden, you know, some guy from MDOT told me that there was wooden. Uh, I've heard that water mains downtown. If you can believe that, I mean, <laughs> and that was during the ice storm. I was somewhere and that in 2021, and somebody from MDOT said, "Hey, yeah, there's a wooden water main downtown." Let's take a call real quick. Hey, good morning, you're on there. What's going on this morning, gentlemen? Hey, hey how, you doing, how you doing? Hey, you talking about that? You hear where they're uh, trying to push? If you reject one of those things. That they want to charge you as racist or transphobic or something like that, like a hate crime. Wait, start over. If, we, if you if you reject if, what if, if the transgender and the gay whatever community, if one of them comes on to you and you reject them, they want to charge you with a hate crime. 
Well, I haven't I, heard that one. Well, I have heard that if if you don't if you're a straight man and you won't sleep with a trans woman, that that means you're gay. I mean, it means you're it means you're it means you're homophobe or something. So, whatever I, they call. It. I got so many letters out there now. It's hard to keep up with all of them. <laughs> it, it, it's a bit exhausting, and I think that's I think that's part of the the, uh, the pendulum swinging. Right. People are tired of this. Hmm. You well, know, go, go into some of that. I'm not going to try to get bring it back up, but the girl down there with the you know with the bow wow, that's part of that cult. Bow if wow. you go and read on that a lot of that stuff, that because uh, you know they want to be able to bury animals too. Uh, oh yeah, the 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 bestialities and the furries. These right. kids dressing up as cats and going to school and having kitty kitty litters to. to hang out in it's, it's all crazy as hell somebody needs their butt beat we we well, had a kid sorry there were several years ago in oregon they had a farm up there they busted that was they had that where you think people could go up there and do that because it was the reason they got called is the dude actually died from i ain't gonna get into details but no none, none needed none needed we'll we'll keep the bestiality like, at a minimum <laughs> yeah, on this morning yeah. <laughs> right but i mean and, and, and a lot of this too i believe is bleeding off of tiktok and all everybody's wanting to get their five minutes in fame Oh, no, that, that's and a so whole... what do you want to do with the stream, like the one with the Budweiser? Have you pulled up? He's trying to act like a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, it, I'm going to tell you, all, all the... but I think that's one of the other things to this. Maybe if they had picked a true transgender, not a guy that's basically doing woman face. Is that what he... Again, I, until you told me who this guy was, yeah. I'd never heard of him before in my Yeah, life. they had picked a, a, a true transgender that had gone through the surgery and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and but they got a guy playing woman, basically doing the, the woman version of blackface. Okay. You know exactly, exactly, and it's insulting and it, to women too. But hey, and, you know, and he's gotten a little fame and glory. And how many others are going to come out there now and want to do that? Oh yeah, I mean, most of his audience. And I look, I got to eat some of my words. I said, you know, one of the reasons I didn't have a problem with this is, you know, what beer distribute beer sponsors uh, promotes doesn't promote towards children. But then I found out when I peeled the onion back a little bit that this Dylan Mulvaney guy, which I was familiar with a little bit, and just being in the culture war, but. Most of this guy's audience is under eighteen years old. Most of his, most right. all of his millions of followers are, are under eighteen. So, you know, I, I know the beer beer companies. At the end of the day, you got to try to prime up the next the, the next like, layer of alcoholics. But like you say, Clay, that's how you want to live. And all, but don't they're under eighteen, under twenty one. Leave them alone. Yep. Don't right. try to force it down because these kids are you know they're influenced by what they see. And if you ain't got parents in the household and they're in there on the computer and all that, and that's what they're watching, they're gonna think that's normal. Yep. Chris, appreciate it, brother. All right, man. Y'all have a safe and blessed weekend. You too. Let's take one more call before we go to the break. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hey. Yeah, I love a man who talks common sense. Chris, you talk common sense. See, Clay, back in the day, CCI, which I attended that meeting, Clay, uh, I'm going to say this. Harvard Johnson, you're a traitor to your race. And they broke it down about 30 years ago. I was there. They, They, you know... He explained to us, leading speed and come, explain to us what what the outcome they wanted for Jackson when they formed CCI Clay. And uh, it's not a black and white issue. It's really a, a money issue, which want to be controlled. Now, let me break this down to you, if nobody did know. The state of Mississippi received federal grants that went to city of Jackson. Dr. McIntosh, who nobody never mention he's over the water treatment plant from day one and has been and the state of miss had been but what happened was the city uh, did not follow proper 
protocol and get with the state, and the state has the sole authority to maintain that water treatment plant. But see, all this nefarious dealing out here, all this misinformation, disinformation, this is what we're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? I like truth. I, I'm not going to go your side, your side. I'm going to go straight down the middle because I'm not going to play uh, politics with these people, white or black, because nothing can be done in the city of Jackson with going on without white people in charge because black people think they can do what white people do. And if they think they can do that in this country, they are sadly mistaken. And the Justice Department is here. They need to start locking some people up. And that started with the state of Mississippi because, like I say, the money that I pay in child support and all the thousands of other men to pay, it's not worth no needed money. They, that's been a slush fund for these high-ranking state officials, Clay. And I work hard for mine and for them to keep on running this same gamut of system. It's, it's appalling. That's the same thing going on within the whole state of Mississippi and the city. They have their nefarious Negroes who work hand in hand with them. And I'm not going to play that game. And now you have this smear campaign against me, the mayor, and everybody else who just doesn't go along to get along. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 uh, Waste management over 20, 30 years they had this contract has made a billion dollars. Enough is enough. Let somebody else have that contract and let's move forward, whether they white or black. It doesn't matter to me. It just, Kenny Stokes, let me break it down to you, Kenny, since you're here. You remember Kenny, I was an investigator, Kenny, and you run up in the office and say, Waste management offered you 30000 We told you take sixty. Well, you must have took the sixty and been getting the sixty. You and the Ferris Ali Shop Samsadeen, the Ferris. Yeah, you know who it is. You took three thousand dollars from me, Ali. Ain't did no work. Hey, Ma- Master, D, Master D, Master D, I, I gotta, I gotta take my break. Thank you. I hate cutting Master D off, but we gotta take a break real quick. We'll be right back live on one hundred three point nine W Y A B. Phone lines wide open six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. That's right, guys. Are you looking for a ten dollars to $15,000 vehicle? Get down there to Crystal Springs and see my friends at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. You can shop them online at MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. And here's what's really cool. Obviously, when you spend money with these folks, you're, you're, it's a way of giving back. It's a way to help prevent cities from turning into cities like Jackson or really poor rural areas that have been overtaken by drugs and whatnot. These, their team, Mercy House Teen Challenge, at its core, is a dependency rehabilitation center. And they're putting fathers back in homes, and they're getting helping people beat addiction. So when you spend money with them, you're helping fund that. And I think we can all, politics aside, agree that that is a good thing. Yep. And also, here's something else that's really cool. If you've got a vehicle in your yard, running or not, you just need to get rid of. You know, you feel like it's in your heart to donate it to a charity instead of selling it and pocketing the money or whatever. Call them. They'll come. If you've got a title for it, they'll come. They'll tow it off, and you'll get the tax write-off uh, for whatever that vehicle sells for. So let's just say, for example, it ain't but a $2,000 vehicle. If you put it on Marketplace and somebody came and bought it, 
based on the condition it's in. If they get it, they rehab it, and they turn around and sell it for, let's say, $10,000, you get the $10,000 write-off on your taxes. Friends, that's huge. That is massive, especially if you're like a 1099 employee that has to pay in every year. That's $10,000 that stays in your bank account. So please consider them. Uh, again, their website, mercyhouseautocenter.com. You can go find them on Facebook. Just type in uh, Mercy House Auto Center Teen Challenge. All right, Sean. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so let's read a few guns in your text real quick. Sure. Um, they have been uh, hitting us hard this morning. <laughs> uh, Mike Watkins says hello. I know. Mike's a good guy. Mike is a good guy. I saw guy. that on Facebook, yeah. Oh, let's see. He's, he's, he got in the marijuana business, didn't he? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for him. Hope All that's right. successful. Dustin on the Guns of Gear text line. A little long-winded here, but I'm going to read it. You take the time to type it. I'm going to take the time to read it. Okay. Sean doesn't need to make absolute statements without evidently without evidence to justify it. The the right thinks nothing is racist. That isn't true. His lack of examples for his for this shows he's making an emotional statement, not a factual one. And uh, as far and as soon as he says systemic racism, he lost all credibility. <laughs> and how, I knew that was going to happen. And how are the pipes racist if they were installed when Jackson was majority white? The black communities lack. Lack of desire to help themselves doesn't immediately mean white people or racism are to blame. And that I do agree with. The, the last paragraph there for sure. Right, right. Well, I mean, again, the, uh, the if, f- infrastructure upgrades were never made. The, the, the white leadership dropped the ball on it. Yeah. And now it's being blamed on black leadership. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a problem. I mean, that's not they, – they got left with a stack deck on this one. Well, and I think funneling a lot of city money to what I call NGOs and stuff like that mm-hmm. – these uh, social justice groups and causes and this, that, and the other. And, you know, a, a lot of, uh, so much money, so much money. It may just be nickels in the bucket. Right. It's wasted on these consulting firms and these vanity projects and all this other nonsense. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I was all for building that convention center because Clay benefited personally from it. Okay, right. Because I had a nightclub right in front of it. I was like, in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, damn, everybody else taxes. Yeah. I'm going to benefit from this big time. Sure. That thing has been such a disaster that we benefited nada. Right. Nada. I think it's good. They, they failed to build a hotel, right? That was a problem. Yeah. Or one of the problems. Uh, massive. I, mean, I don't know that one hotel was, was the deal breaker. I mean, it's that big of a nice convention center. There was a lot of hotels downtown. Sure. I don't know that another another couple hundred rooms made the difference one way or another. Mm-hmm. What they failed to do was build a parking garage. Okay. I mean, I think yeah. that having somewhere to park more than anything hurt it. And just again, Jackson. Uh, Were they supposed to build the uh, Mississippi Braves Stadium across the street from it too? I think it that came was very something. close to happening, and I, Frank Melton screwed that one up. Right, if That's my memory serves me correct. Yeah, but that all worked out good for everybody. I think that would be a disaster in Jackson right now. It's 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 been a boom for Pearl. I mean, I wish it was in I wish it was in Jackson. I think it would have been great. But I mean, you were worried about you talking about the crime issues or something like that at the well, stadium. the crime, the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of other issues that would be at play here. If it was here, mm-hmm. you know, now you had to say, okay, well, what if it has spawned redevelopment down there? Right. And, that's what I'm and, talking and about. And all yeah. this, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I, at the end of the day, does minor league baseball bring that many people to I mean, I, you know, I got, uh, those partial season tickets last year to go out there and went yeah. out there several times. And it's sometimes it's, you know, got a good crowd, but most of the time it's not. And they say it averages around 3000 people, but I, I think so. I mean, I think that it does. Is that how many people come? Or is that how many season tickets you sell and average out over the thing? I don't know. Like, is that really butts and seats, or is, or is that you selling these packages and counting right. those as as as, a, as attendance? I'm I'm not sure. Um, uh, we can find out. 
But uh, let's see here. More text. Uh, unknown texter says, who is this weasel liberal lawyer you got on there? Racist pipes? What the F? He has a problem <laughs> with private schools, of course. Tell this lawyer that black people have been in charge plenty long to fix the dang plumbing. It takes a couple of years to dig up and fix pipes. You just do it and fix it. He does. He knows this. He is in denial. Um, finally, this is the stuff I've been waiting on. Yeah, I'm not against uh, private schools. I mean, you go to private school you want to. That's your business. Go, <laughs> go do what you want to do. You can pay for it. Go. Let's see here. So he said Nichols, guys. Relax. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Dagwood says, for decades, the Demis have wanted black control of Jackson and Jackson schools. They have it now. Are still complaining, and this is the results. Dagwood. Let's take a break real quick. We ran over a couple segments. We got to get it back from somewhere. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios with Sean Yurtkaran. And I just need to check one thing real quick to make sure I did not skip a break, and I did not. We're good. Um. Sean, uh, tonight, man, if you need any food delivered, hit up Take a Break Deliveries. Yeah, that sounds great. You were telling me about that the other day. And um, use the discount code, CLAY601, all caps, and I'm going to save you five bucks, bro. Dang. And you said it's a better service even than waiter, right? Oh, absolutely. They're the Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A customer service, right? Mm -hmm. That's their thing. That's what people know them by. More so now than I think politics and everything else. It's how quick they get folks through that line. Right. Uh, and I, I, I and they do it with a smile. Mm-hmm. Take a break deliveries is very similar from a customer service standpoint, and you'll get to know your driver because they don't have a high turnover there. Right, though they are hiring right now because they're growing. Uh, so check them out. They deliver liquor. Do they got an app that I can use? Or? Yep. Download okay. the app from, I'm uh, that uh, from your favorite app store. Take a break deliveries, or go to the website takeabreakdeliveries dot com. And what's great is they're more than just food. They got beer. Liquor, the whole nine yards. Really? So they'll, they'll bring me beer? And, and or liquor. Oh, man, you shouldn't have told me that. You can get Bud Light, <laughs> you can get your Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light cans delivered hey, straight I'm, to the house. I'm fine with that. You know, of course, I'm the uh, pro-trans liberal over here, so <laughs> give me all the Bud Light, even though I'm just not a fan of the beer, but what else does Budweiser make that I might drink? Uh, uh, Mick Ultra, maybe? Yeah, I like Mick Ultra. That's not bad. You know, a, a good old a good old school Michelob ain't bad either. That, it's not. It's not. I've had you know, that. Like the, the little champagne bottles mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, I know that's Middle Highlights that has those too, but I think Michelob had those also. Right. The gold Michelob. Have you ever been to a Rendezvous in Memphis? Oh, of course. You know, right. they only have what, one beer on tap, Michelob. Right. That's right. That's right. It's there's just, another place up there called Interstate. I don't know if you've been there. Mm-mm. That's excellent too. There's a, there's, that's a, the other than Rendezvous. I know it's a name brand. I had some ribs delivered. You can go to pigsfly.com and mm-hmm. overnight you their ribs. Really? And, yeah. I actually did a YouTube video about getting them and uh, cooking them and, and all that. Was really? that expensive or? I have 40, 50, 60, 80 bucks, something like that, depending okay. on how much you get. I think it's $40 a slab. Huh. Kind of high. Yeah. But if you like that, Ronda, and if they send a bottle of rub, their rub with it, too, and that's kind of worth it, in my opinion. Y- yeah. I mean, that sounds like a cool thing to do occasionally. It was neat. Yep. You know, could I have gotten better ribs here locally? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. By the, you know, by the time you do them and cook them and all, but it was just neat to do. Oh, go over and to was, E&L. If you've been there before, yeah. man, oh. that place is excellent. Love E&L. We could do a whole show about a uh, hole in the wall, mm-hmm. best ribs you've ever had. Yeah. I mean, just walk into any gas station that sells barbecue in Mississippi and you're likely to get the best barbecue you've you ever are. had. And you don't even know the name of it. It's just Exxon. Yeah. It's just Exxon. It's like just the Exxon. Exxon ribs here. Yeah. There's that one. The right double there. quick, you know, yeah. there's that one right there at Northside that's had the best ribs forever. 
dad, big daddies or whatever. Right, sure. And, oh, yeah, it, that place it, is it's, awesome. It's worth almost getting shot over because mm. a lot of people do die at that gas station. Right, right. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been there many times. All right, look, let's take our break. We're going to come back. We're going to get back into uh, what's racist and what's not. I got a few things I want to ask Sean about right here on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two of the Clay Edwards Show, live here in the com studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing, your go-to local roof repair and replacement specialist. A uh, buddy of mine, Sonny, called me up yesterday. He goes, hey, man, uh, you know a good roofer? I'm like, as a matter of fact, I do. And uh, he called, and he got his appointment for next week to get his roof inspected. So a shout-out to Watkins Construction for getting my boy on the books. And you can, too, man. Check them out, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Small-town service with big city connections. They know how to get things done. They have the resources. They know how to work with your insurance company. And, uh, again, several big storms have come through. And I I guess I stuck my foot in my mouth earlier. I said, it looks like the weather has moved out of here. The weather, in fact, has not moved out of here. Apparently, tomorrow there's going to be a weather event and they, you never like hearing it phrased Mm-mm. like that. And uh, so, look, you're going to find out if you got a leaky roof one way or another from those hailstorms. And you may get some roof damage after this tomorrow. So keep Watkins Construction and Roofing in mind. They're going to come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof assessment. In my hood, we call that free. And uh, they've got a great commercial on TV too. Have you seen that? Their with commercial the, with the water, the drip thing. Yeah, yes. and they just really, they really like. Yeah, okay, I want these guys to come to my house. Yeah. So I, actually, I thought it wasn't even the show. And then I heard you talking about it on the show, and I was like, I saw the commercial. I was like, these guys, these guys, I have them come check it out. They're great, man. Look, here's the deal: those guys in the commercials are actually mm. employees. Okay, they work there. That's Johnny Casada and Jamie Price and Michael mm. Deere, and I don't know everybody else's names, but I know those three guys well. And um, that it. You get you get what you pay for. Yeah. And these are good. You get good customer service. Talk about the Chick-fil-A of customer service. Mm-hmm. We, we, may, that we may be starting to call that the Watkins Construction Roofing uh, customer service. Because right. Because that's what you get with those guys is they stay on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. So check them out, man. If you have any issues or if you think you have any issues, if your house has been part of, in the middle of a storm, you probably need to get some roof repair done. So check them out. All right. Sean. Uh, the Guns of Your Text line has been in nuclear mode since you said systemic racism. <laughs> I bet so, right? So let's try to let's try to read a few here. This is from my boy James. Shout out to James. He goes, I want to backtrack a little from the part where he says white flight in the seventies. Yeah. If that was the case, then why couldn't the city have made any changes with the fifty-two years they've been the majority of Jackson? They've had the funding and had the help, but still managed to mess up everything. It's not racist that Jackson has a majority of black citizens and the city looks like crap. Houses are going to crap and being stripped for copper by the crackheads. Murder is at an all-time high and is setting new records yearly. And the city council and this fool just want to say, well, it's because of racism. No, no, it's because of ignorance and a lack of accountability. This man is a whack job that's trying to com- compose and hold back his liberal rhetoric. I could keep going, but I think I've made a few good points already. One last point. <laughs> it wasn't quite done. One last point I do want to make. The past doesn't affect the future. So white flight in the 70s has nothing to do with today's Jackson. What leadership does today affects the city five to ten years from now. So if they do nothing but blame racism instead of doing their job and finding ways and finding ways and nothing ever gets done and we can stay in this bullcrap cycle of systemic racism that doesn't exist. Okay. 
going to attack that in several ways. There's parts I agree with of what he said, especially when it comes to current leadership and what Chokeway did the other day, right? Yeah. I, I think he and your text are, he and I are in total agreement about yeah, that. And I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're, we're pivoting to this. Right. Um, as, as to the uh, 1970s, I think there obviously was obviously was issues of racism or we wouldn't have fought over the integration of schools for so long. I think that's just a fact that people are going to have to accept that white people didn't want their kids to go to school with black people for a long time. And that happened. Okay. And then the city also, I think you brought up, I don't think it became majority black to sometime in the late 1980s. Now I'd have to double check that, but it's sometime in the 1980s, not 1970s. And just to remind everybody, because I know I did not know this till I did the research a couple of years ago. Jackson's never had a conservative mayor. Jackson's been always been Democrat, so there wasn't like a big flip Mm-mm. politically. There, it just changed which Democrat party was in was in charge. Right, it's always been a Democrat since yeah. Reconstruction, right? Of course. So I think, but I mean, and to the Chokeway issue now, to what his point was, current leadership, what Chokeway did the other day, calling saying that the trash crisis is uh, is racist, blamed it solely on Northeast Jackson. Hundred percent agree with you. That's a ridiculous statement for him to make. Yes, right. This has nothing to do with racism. This is not a racist issue. Well, it's what, a, what, what about was it Ward Three that Stokes is over? Yeah, Ward Three Stokes. Stokes. And then, now that, well, I think we can all agree that that ain't a, the, the white folks ain't in Ward Three. Right now. So is it racism that their councilman voted against it? Is it I, racism that South Jackson Ward Six Aaron Banks voted mm-hmm. against it? And Vernon Hartley, so, and Vernon Hartley, who's been my hero these last few weeks. How is it just racism because the white, the white? I guess he's a conservative, allegedly Ashby Foot from Northeast Jackson, where the mayor lives, which is still majority black. How yeah. is it racism that that because of that one ward? Yeah, and that's what I. It, it, and then also Virgie Lindsay, who represents the ward I live in, voted with the mayor, and she's yeah. white. And so I think he is he is grasping at straws at this point to throw. And what is unfortunate? It took him eleven whole days mm-hmm. to finally figure out a way to somehow manipulate it into racism. It's like this is not going my way. What can I do? What can I do? What's my favorite card to play when things aren't going my way? And that's what you know. This of course has been a pattern with politicians over the decades, right? And what what's upsetting about what Chokwe is doing is he is trying to put this on race when it's not a racist issue. And there are legitimate racist issues, but he but he takes away from that when he blames an issue that is of his own making on race that yeah. clearly just is not. This is this is not an issue to do with race. No, just got another text on the Guns of Gear text line here, and I, I agree with this one hundred percent. It's something I've talked about. It says, "Hey, man, this goes both ways. Blacks don't want to be around whites either." There's, I mean, there's a large portion. Now, look, guys, if you know when I say these things, if you know I'm not talking about you, I'm not talking about you, and vice versa. Um. But a lot of these these hardcore urban Democrat blacks, they don't want to be around white people either. You know, there's that there's that there is. We all know racism exists, some form, fashion of it or another on both sides. Right. There's a lot of white folks that ain't got no interest in being around black Democrats. And there's a lot of Demo- black Democrats that ain't got no interest in being around white conservatives. Right. You know, I don't know that race is the, the, the determining factor or if it's as much politics. And we've been pistol-whooped into thinking it's about race. Well, Clay, we talked about this earlier today before we started, and which is unfortunate because these groups' interests align a lot of the times. And if they could just get past that one issue, yep. that like their interests are very similar. One of the very popular things to be said around here, um, <clears throat> I'm going to say it from my side, mm-hmm. and you can counter if you like. Uh, every time a Republican governor wins, or Republican lieutenant governor, which we do not have right now. We have a Democrat lieutenant governor. <laughs> but every time, uh, we'll just say Tate Reeves wins or Phil Brown or whoever, the Democrats, black Democrats like to come out and say, poor white people voting against their best interest. Mm-hmm. Well, can I not sit here and look at Jackson and say, 
Every time you all vote for a Democrat, you're clearly voting against your best interests. Look no further than example A, Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, I think you can, I mean, if you want to gouge it in the way of uh, Democrat, fine. But, I mean, are they voting against, are people voting against their best interests in Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. Right now, you're going to elect yeah. and reelect Chokwe Lamamba. And, um, you know, and it does. And, and like in poor rural, and I'm going to flip this because mm-hmm. I want to I make both sides of the point. Right. Like we talked about the other day. I can make the case that if you look at how Democrats support welfare and government handouts and so on and so forth, at least that's the perceived deal there. It would benefit rural, poor Mississippians more to probably vote Democrat on statewide elections. Right. But if you look at the way, just in Mississippi anyway, because that's the only place I live, so I can't make an example for other places. But if you look in Mississippi, you can say, okay, the, the conservative Republican-ran cities on a local municipal level seem to run a lot better. Mm-hmm. Does it almost, and I know you're a white liberal, you're a liberal, you're a Democrat, you, you may not agree with this, but can we, can we make the argument that maybe on a local municipal level that conservative government just runs better? Well, I think you know, it's about, in terms of law enforcement, I completely agree with you. I think yes. that's a, that's a you, you need tough law enforcement in metro in, areas yes. because there's more people, more crime starts. The, the, and the, that's, the, the left coast liberal anti-police agenda has does, not worked at all. It does right. not work it doesn't, in, in, no. in urban areas. No, it, it does. I mean, I think a good example we talked about before the show, Capitol Police. These guys, I've seen them. I drive around every day. I see them. They've got somebody under arrest. They're they're putting a show of force. And in my neighborhood, I, you know, I went to go work out this morning over at Fonder Fitness about five in the morning, and and uh, it's dark. And you know, I feel generally safe because these guys are now finally putting the pedal to metal. And right. so I think that you know, I think that portion of it is important, right? But when we're talking about Democrat and Republican, I think Democrats and Republicans all agree that we need trash service and clean water. I think those aren't those aren't partisan issues, or they shouldn't be. I wouldn't. See, I can't imagine say, man, you know what? I'm against clean water. Like, I mean, who's going to be against drinking clean water? Nobody. Right. I mean, I, I love my trash on the curb. This is great stuff. I mean, nobody's going to say that. No. And, and I think, unfortunately, what's happened is because people who are underqualified are mm-hmm. playing the race card and the systemic racism card and all that things and the social justice card to yeah. get elected. Mm-hmm. They're just overwhelmingly. I'm not saying there's not some smart people who aren't also. Uh, Democrat liberal types, right. they can't run a city. They just don't seem to be stepping up to do it. Mm-hmm. We're getting the we're getting unintelligent people who are incapable, incompetent, using that race card to propel themselves into these uh, these positions of power, and they they just can't finish the job. But it's a, it's a playbook, right? Through yeah. through this country's history, other <laughs> countries where white politicians did this in the fifties and sixties. George Wallace, everybody, you know, uh, standing at the schoolhouse door. I yeah. mean, those are all racial politics that he was playing to get elected, right? And it and it resonated with certain parts of the public. Well, we're flipping this, you know, forward 50, 60 years, and Chokwe Lumumba on that side is doing that the same thing. He's he's, he's committing the same crime in my mind, yeah. doing that and making race the central issue when just when it shouldn't be in this context. And, and and I don't agree with any of the the old stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the white racism mm-hmm. stuff. I'm 100 percent against all that. But I will say this: I, I'm guessing the water didn't get cut off under George Wallace, and the trash didn't get not picked up. You know, I mean, it seems like every I, I don't know. I mean, I assume or Ross it didn't, Barnett or any anybody else. No, know? I mean, I'm not going to endorse either one of those guys. Yeah. Clay, no, but, I'm not endorsing them at all. Know, but, I'm just saying, you know, I'm guessing I'm guessing they didn't have these same problems running the city, running well, the state. I mean, I think that the I think you know again, take it away from race. We're, we're talking about competency, right? Yes. Competency is the issue. It has nothing to do with race. And when you have incompetent leadership, whether that be black, white, Democrat, Republican, I mean, that leadership needs to go. And I think we've all seen that here most recently. That that's what we've got. We, I mean, there is literally tons of trash sitting on my curb today when I'm leaving this morning. That I don't care if a Republican picks it up, a black guy picks it up, or a white guy picks it up. I don't care. 
All right, let's take a call here before we go to the break. Hey, caller, thank you for calling. You're on there. Yeah, I want to make a point about the garbage collection. Yeah. What what people don't realize is waste management is still making money off this, no matter who's picking up the garbage. Yeah, they have the commercial contacts downtown, I believe. They still pick up business trash, as far as I know, or any other business. No, 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 no. They have the the transfer stations and all that. Yeah, so everything goes through the transfer station, and they don't touch it. And then another contractor hauls it over to Lake Mississippi. So they're still getting, they're still making money, even though they're the the big dirty conglomerate. Yep, ain't no doubt about it, brother. Well, you know, and they've also still got. And I've I've made this point every day. I've gonna come on the show is I get a big old chuckle as I'm coming up two twenty north every morning about six a.m. and right there at Industrial Drive, thirty forty. Uh, waste management trucks coming on to two twenty from Industrial Park, heading out to Rankin County to get our trash and bring it right back to Jackson. That's, Meanwhile, that's Jackson right. can't get theirs picked up. That's right. right. Even at my deer camp in Chickasaw County, they still pick up garbage <laughs> one time a week. Yeah. Hey, great yeah. call, brother. Appreciate it. Um, All right. But I am starting a trash business in case anybody you know wants to. <laughs> I, I, I think people. Kidding. I think people found out real quick about. Uh, how garbage trucks can hold more trash than your trailer. Right, right. Because it has a compactor. Sure. You know, like, oh, man, we, we all these good Samaritans, and God bless them, they just okay. found out real quick that that job was way bigger than they thought it was. Yeah, I've seen them around my neighborhood in Belhaven just with these trailers trying to, yeah, the gr- trash yeah. is flying off. And exactly. I mean, God bless them. I'm thankful yeah. for their help. I really am. But oh, it's absolutely. Just, uh, I, I ain't knocking them at all, man. No, God no. Anybody that's going to step up in a situation. But then there you go. We've got you know good citizens uh, lo- uh, trying to yep. do government what government should be doing. This is I know you guys always on the right say government needs to stay out of everything. But there are things we agree that government needs to do, like trash right. pickup and well, we water. Pay, and, we pay right. them to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean national the, defense, those kinds of things. That's the system we're under. Where mm-hmm. you know the, that's been taken off the citizens. You know, I, I think the government should do a lot less, and but allow the citizens to do it. And damn, don't charge them for it if you ain't doing it. Right, right. right. Let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan right here on one zero three nine WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. We're, I'm gonna hold off on reading any more ads right this second because I want to carry this conversation that we just had straight to radio. You, I think you guys will like this. Um, Sean was saying, you know, it's like I made the point to Sean. It's like I, I, I like having him on here because clearly, culturally, uh, politically, we disagree on a whole lot of stuff. But one thing we agree, we but I think we come together on what's going on in Jackson is bad. And what I'm hoping that shows is if y'all listen to this show for more than five minutes, you know, me and white liberals don't necessarily jihad (laughs) and white liberals and conservatives don't necessarily jihad. Mm -hmm. So if we can come together and put our differences aside to have a common goal, I think it shows that it, how bad is this situation? Right. Because there's a lot of times that now me and him and I have a bunch of mutual friends and I, and I like Sean, we get along fine, but just politically speaking, we shouldn't be able to sit in the same room together without, without throwing stuff at one another. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was saying that he has, you know, a bunch of like liberal friends that just think I just all I want to do is poop on Jackson. And I'm going to break up an example where that ain't true. I do. I do not think businesses should leave Jackson or not come to Jackson because LOL Jackson. I, I question the sanity of the business decision, given the water and crime, especially the water. If you're a restaurant, I saw where Amerigo's is coming to open up in the old mm-hmm. Bonaloo's. Now, I think that is great for the people in that community that need a night, that want a nice restaurant right there. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah. Sure. You know, but I question the, the sanity of that decision 
when you know the water situation mm-hmm. is as bad as it is and yeah. that you could be going weeks and so at a time without water potentially, and especially as they start making these repairs right. and, and more water lines start breaking and this, that, and the other mm-hmm. for the next 10 years. And Because I, I, here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see uh, them – because the manager of, of Babalu's at the time was always on the TV talking about how much more expensive it was it was to run it because of ice and this, that, and mm-hmm. the other. They were almost the face of that whole thing, more, right, so, yeah. more so than even Jeff Good. And what I don't want to see is whoever's running Amerigo's um, on the news the next time there's a water outage talking about, we can't believe this is happening. <laughs> right. Well, what do you mean? And I'm not even saying that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just saying that's where my mind goes. So when I poo-poo on something, I'm just poo-pooing on. There's a lot of other options out there mm-hmm. to, where you can go open up that would be quite successful. I just don't know that I would invest into it right now. But that's the difference in me and people with money. You, well, know? you know, I said the same thing a year or two ago when, when Fertile Ground, the beer brewery, was coming. I was like, God, are they really taking a risk with the water? Beer, brewing beer, you yeah. need water. And then find, uh, find I mean, out, you said they don't have a well? They just have some- I don't think so. I'd have to look in. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, but I, don't, I think it's filtered or something like that. But the, it's um, doing well. God bless uh, it. The neighborhood needs it. I know. It's so wonderful. It's a great yeah. place. It's been a great excuse me, <clears throat> gathering place. And I'm glad it's there. You know, I mean, really, it's really doing well. And I go there all the time. Love the place. But, uh, you know, I just, it was, it was, a, I thought at the time when they were doing it that it was a risky proposition. Not that I was yeah. against it. Yeah. I wanted it. I'm glad it's there. But, you know, what, the same reasons you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Let's take a call mm-hmm. real quick. Hey, caller. Thanks for staying on hold. You're on there. Yes, sir. I just got one quick question. If this, the whole trash pickup is a political issue and everything. And the residents of Jackson have to keep paying for the trash pickup. Where is that money going while nothing's getting done? Well, yeah, it should, it should be it should be going to some kind of account. I would assume the the you know like it should be it should go to its surely there's a separate trash account. I think it all goes to. Was it public works? Is that correct? Public works. Uh, I yeah. mean, because it's in one bill. Your sanitation, your water. It's yeah. one bill. When they when they send you the bill, you know, I didn't yeah. get a bill for like a whole year, and then I just paid in one lump sum. Well, are they going to be able to give a refund to the people <laughs> after all this is settled? They've I'm, said that on the news, but I am not. I'm not going to. I'm not. You know, basing my uh, mortgage payment on getting a refund on that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, if they can't bill you correctly, I'm not really hopeful that this is. We're going to get a refund. I think you know, we legally we should. We're paying for a service that we. We were not receiving at this point, but well, yeah, the money that they're collecting while they're not having to pay Richard's disposal should be going to reimbursing people mm-hmm. who have paid for rollback dumpsters, reimbursing yeah. these businesses whose dumpsters have been overfilled, and them having to pay three to six hundred dollars for extra dumps, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But it, it, that it won't. Do you think it will be a civil lawsuit against the city by private individuals because of it? Sean, can I they think do it's. That? I yeah, I, there's a there was a civil lawsuit I think against somebody was trying to sign up over the water crisis most recently i believe yeah i think it's a i think you could definitely try to sue them i've thought about that theory myself where you know back i was thinking more on the water where we go sign up for water you're creating a contract with the city and then you're not getting the service but i'm paying for it i think i should be able to recoup my money so yeah in that context i think you should be able to or you would right yeah well i was just thinking of the transparency through the political process you know because money has got to go somewhere Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting the service that you're paying for, then in my mind, that's a legal issue. I, I, I agree with that's you 100%. percent and health issue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree with you. All right, brother. Okay. Pr- appreciate it, man. I just, I've just never okay. seen anybody really explore it yet or heard about it yet. I think there, you will. We're so early into this. I, I, I think you will. You know, yeah. The longer I, this I, goes. There's been a bunch amongst my lawyer buddies. We've all 
been debating the you know, the the legal cause of action for this and what what can be done and I think that something's going to come out of this. Especially, it depends on how long this is going to last because this is kind of like a standoff at this point. Yeah, and I don't I don't I don't see it ending anytime soon. Well, you're two weeks into the billing cycle, right? Uh, let's just, let's just say you did pay mm-hmm. on the last bill for trash. You're two weeks into that billing cycle with the, this being the middle of the month. What is today's date? The 14th. So mm-hmm. you're, and we're 13 days into this. Right. 14 days into this. Um, so technically, you, you're not at the end of the, You haven't paid for something you hadn't got yet if they make it up at the end. I, I, would, I would think would be their argument. Well, we were, we were two weeks late, but you got extra pickups at the end of the month or something. And then nobody's going to really mess with it because the damage or damages aren't going to be that high. And yeah. I get that. But I, I think that. Well, by the time you multiply whatever the cost is, the 10 or $15 to a bill by each individual person. That's a nice little chunk of change, though. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What, 200,000 people? Yeah. Yeah, something so. like that, right? Hey, brother, great phone call this morning. Yeah, great right. question. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Good day, man. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's something I haven't really thought about yet because, like I said, we're two weeks into this. Yeah. Um, and, and class, at the end of the day, I'm sure some some attorney is going to want to do it. Oh, there's going to be ads running like, "Did you not get your trash? Call whoever." Right? Yeah, but that's coming out. <laughs> I mean, from from a citizen standpoint, do you sit there and say, "Yeah, my f- they really got me on that fourteen dollars. I want in on this lawsuit." Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I think the 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 guys that are signing up the water. At least I saw advertisements for this water stuff. Um, I think had maybe have more success, but. The uh, I don't know though. I mean, if, Clay, if we go six months into this, though, there that everybody may feel differently at that point. Um, right. We got some uh, more text on the guns of your text line. Let's read through some of these. Tony texts in and says, "I am a Flowood business owner. I wouldn't put my business in Jackson if they gave me a free building." I heard, I heard on a city council video that over two hundred thousand has been spent on legal fees for the yeah. city. That there's there is where your water bill is going. Yeah, there's what four hundred dollars left in the legal. Well, I think that was funds. what the council spent. Uh, what I read that Chokeway spent to defend him, or or when he sued, whichever way it was, it was one hundred fifty four thousand. So I think we're talking about three hundred fifty four thousand dollars. Yeah, is or, is what we're what we're looking at. Uh, somebody texts in and says, "I don't think jihad is the word you're looking for." I, I, it's probably I'm probably misusing the word jihad. I just <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I know it's not a holy war, right? Yeah, we we actually do jihad, holy war. Anyway, uh, as they also said, Sean, did you vote for Antar? Uh, I did in 2017, not last time, though. Cool. All right. Guns of Gear text line. Unknown texter. Uh, Bob Alouz is, well wa- is well aware of the water situation. Same people on Saltine on the other end of the same building. You mean America. We know Bob Alouz is aware of it. They closed down. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure who owns what's r- the other stuff, though. It says, Clay, you're right. A lot of text there. Sorry, I'm not going to read all those. Uh, Scott chimes in. Clay, you should get an award for... For how you for how your Friday shows have to dim a Republican, it makes for a great show. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, I I like it, man. Thanks. Food Fight Fridays. Yeah, Food Fight Fridays. And yeah. I mean, as to the Antar thing, I uh, I did vote. You know, I knew his dad. I thought his dad was doing a good job, and I met him when he was doing some criminal defense cases. I liked him personally, and so yeah, I voted for him because it's somebody I knew, and I knew his, you know, his dad, and yeah. didn't really. Then of course, the first four years, I was like, holy moly, <laughs> like yeah. what is this? And uh, yeah, so that's that's if. I mean, the listeners want an explanation for that. That's why I did it. Well, you know, look, I, benefit of the doubt here. First four years, first time around, a lot of people thought like that. It was the second time around. Now, you can make the argument that, you know, who who was a viable person to beat him. I, I don't even remember. Oh, I think Tony Yarber that year, Tony, right? Yeah. That was then, you know, and I, and I like Tony. I, I, I yeah, voted Tony's for, I voted for Tony mm-hmm. twice. 
for okay. the, the first time and the second time. I voted for Tony the first time against Antar when yeah. he ran against him. But I voted for Tony that time, and then after that time with Tony, then I voted for Jokeway. Yeah. I, you know, look, man, I try not to get in. Like, I know a lot of people got aggravated with Tony over the strip club stuff or what. Those, yeah, those allegations. Right. That just did not bother me. You know, to each their own there. I'm not uh, same reason I was able to vote for Trump without having to do it with a moral compass. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, don't care about care. that stuff either. Yeah. I just didn't you know, I didn't see the city moving forward under him and yeah. I thought that Chokwe was gonna do that and obviously it's moved in a direction forward was not the way I'd put it though. It says uh san- sanitation fee in Jackson's thirty seven dollars. Thirty seven dollars, okay. That's int- that's high. Is that yeah. high? Uh, I don't know what the what do you pay, Clay? I don't I don't know. I, you know what I need to go. I'm over here trying to think about it. I just pay it. Like my water bill and sanitation bill run me about seventy dollars a month. Really? Yeah, mine's, yeah, that's about what mine is, about 70 bucks a month. But I don't, you know, I'm just so happy to get a bill that I just pay it. I don't even read it. I'm just like, okay, it's here, and I just pay it. All right. Uh, Chase t- chimes in and says, true, I like the, uh, Chase has said, you should start drinking Yingling as a substitute. That's my favorite. That I is do. my beer. The Yingling <laughs> flight is actually my go-to. It's just incredibly hard to find at bars and restaurants. Yeah, it's usually Yingling on, yingling on tap. Yep. Um, and I, I like I like the regular Yingling, but yep. yeah, it's it's my favorite beer, actually. Uh, let's see here. Tr- uh, he said, I, I said, I like it. It's just hard to find. He goes, true, I like the lager, but I think flight tastes a lot like Ultra. I mean, but it does taste more like beer to me than ultra does mm-hmm. then he says uh even though i disagree with about 90 percent of what sean says i got to give him props for coming on and having these discussions so props to him i'm all for discussing things logically with the left he goes yep it's called neutral segregation i think talking about uh, blacks and whites not wanting to mm-hmm. hang out together some of these texts thanks for that live. i appreciate it and, and that's the point i mean look man we can have some fun sean's gonna punch y'all some y'all gonna punch him some y'all gonna punch me i mean mm-hmm. we're gonna but you want to have people that are willing to come on and have these conversations. I've been the left has been telling me for years we got to have tough conversations. We, well, Sean's the first well, white Democrat that's agreed to come on this show. You know, I, I think the problem too, also, you know, we become such a society that is red team, blue team, mm-hmm. and we are so factionalized, and we just we assume that somebody that disagrees with me is bad. They're stupid and they're evil. Like that's the way like, we look at it, and that's, and that's like just, you're attacking me personally. Right. If you don't agree with my political beliefs. We can't respect that person. It's like, hey, that person generally cares about America, cares about you know their family, and they just have a different way of going about it than I do. And that's the way I look at it. Like you and I disagree, you know, politically, but you're not, you're not doing it because you hate the country. That's what you legitimately believe, and this is what I legitimately believe. It's not because I'm a communist. Well, or, I mean, you know, look, man, how long were you in the Marines? Uh, four years. Four years. You're you're a Marine. You're you're a civil servant. I can't sit here and tell you, you hate America. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't with a straight face. Mm-hmm. So, well, because you vote Democrat, you must hate America when you're a veteran and you were a civil servant for years. Yeah. And that's, and that, and that's it's funny. When I get into these discussions with conservatives, I, I throw that. I'm like, yeah, you know, I was in the Marines and, and I was in a prosecutor, which sounds like a conser- like I would be a conservative, right? And, you're, that also, kind of and you're also pro-gun. Yeah. I, I, I have no problem. If you want to have a gun, have a gun. Yeah, I mean, so, not- and I think you go back to red team, blue team. We automatically think every Democrat hates guns because, unfortunately, in our eyes, I feel like if you vote Democrat, you're voting for an anti-gun policy. Right. And I, it goes – It's. But have any of those policies really passed, even under Democrat? No. I don't think – I think the only gun restrictions that I remember, and I know there's people that are way more into the Second Amendment than I am. It's not one of my hills to die on. The bump stop? The, bunk sto- the, the bump stop that Trump did. Well, there, right? was, there, there was the, the, uh, the, anti- the um, assault weapons ban. The nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And when it got lifted, the the AR fifteen became came back, right? And stuff. Right. So let's take one more call here before I break. Hey, Lacey. Hi. How you guys doing this morning? Doing good. good. 
Well, great. I just wanted to say I'm loving that y'all can come together and talk the way you guys do and not beat up each other. That is a good showing for people who do because most people, and especially with me being black, I get that really, really bad. Even when black people see me with a lot of white people, they turn their noses up and look at me as it's like they're saying, what are you doing with them? Uh, I'm just loving this. Y'all keep up the good work. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Lacey. Have a blessed one. Oh, you too. Uh, bye. Let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the com studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Let's see here. Who do we need to mention today? Lakeland Glass and Tent. Man, get over there and see my friends Jason and his team at Lakeland Glass and Tent for all your home, car, and business window tinting needs, vehicle wrapping needs, wind automotive glass replacement needs. They got you covered. Where quality matters, Lakeland Glass and Tent. You can schedule your appointment online at lakelandglassandtent.com. Also, if you're out car shopping this weekend, come see me. I'll be there till 6 o'clock today until 3 o'clock tomorrow at Ellis Autoplex right there on Highway 471 in Brandon. Little Truck City, as we call it. But, hey, we buy vehicles, too. So don't deal with all the marketplace maniacs and Craigslist crazies. Come deal with me. I'm the only crazy person you'll have to deal with. And I will get you a check written on a good from a good local bank, no scams, no nonsense, fair market value offer for your vehicle. That's right. LS Autoplex, we do it all. Come see us. Shop us online, lsautoplex.com. Sean. Yep. Let's hit up the uh Did we leave did we leave it on anything? No, we 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 tidied up. We 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 finished up our topic. Yeah, I think we were talking about the leaker just during the break. That was about it. Let's see here. We got a on the Guns of Gear text line. It says, "Hey, I want to commend you, Clay, and your guest. I personally disagree with you both, but this Friday, <laughs> but this Friday, I like this guy already. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But this Friday segment is great. Most of your show is an echo chamber, but at least you are willing to hear another point of view. Not view. Not not I can say that I can't say the same for some of your listeners. Got it. Uh, hey, I mean, look, I try not to be. I, it's why I didn't leave Twitter." And some other things, because I really don't enjoy echo chambers. Yeah, me either. I don't at all. You know, I don't want to be in a, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I have a true social because I need a placeholder in mm-hmm. case it blows up. I want to have my at, Yeah. you know, and I, I have a, all these other things just because it's silly from a branding standpoint not right. to. Sure. But I, I, I want dissenting opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I like arguing with people on Facebook. Right. You know, I want to see what people, I want to go into the places where. The other side is talking because I want to hear what they're saying and I want to challenge their beliefs and I want mine challenged. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, isn't that kind of why we have this place, this country, right? Yeah. So we can disagree. That's exactly. the point. I mean, that's kind of the point that we can disagree peacefully. We've, we've turned that into a war, though, and I think it's destroying the fabric of the country that we don't respect each other and we don't respect each other's opinions. And that's, I think it's dangerous for the, for the future of the nation. And that's what really concerns me. Yeah, I remember when I started the Save Jackson page, I had a, I had a Facebook group to go along with it called Save Jackson. And we would let anybody in as long as we could verify that the page, as much as we could verify it was a real page. Mm-hmm. And people would get in there and they were just, it was the first time I really think that like a lot of black and white people had gotten to a Facebook group together to discuss what was going on in Jackson. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the black folks would always say, this is just a bunch of white people. Y'all don't let black people in here. I'm like, you're literally in here saying right. this. <laughs> yeah. You were in here saying mm-hmm. these things. 
I get beat up in here all the time. Right. I don't know who these so-called people are that are keeping people out. It's like Chuckway saying it's racism, but my, my white council person woman, uh, you know, is is voting with him. You know, kind of like that, right? That's yeah. It's, 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 it, I always found it funny. I'm like, literally, you're in here saying that I'm not letting people in here. Mm-hmm. You know, but. <laughs> You know, I will say this kind of on a whole other thing, and you may be able to vouch for this a little bit uh, based on our conversation earlier about criminals and their social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that, okay, I'm, I, I need to backtrack because it's going to sound like I just call black people criminals, and that's not what I'm saying. Um, I do notice a lot more uh, fake social media accounts, or maybe fake ain't the way to say it. Black folks and their social media accounts in, in cities like Jackson, mm-hmm. they don't use their real names. It's always mm-hmm. some some weird name, and it's hard to track it back to who this person is uh, I, don't, I don't know I'm, i i just i just get the uh the foreign people requesting me on you know it's like uh <laughs> like some, some foreign facebook friend request that's what it like is a that foreigner yours? and yeah. that's what i always get i mean you know they're the old bots they're like it's like Susie, you know smith and it's like this 25 year old hot girl that's like you're like i don't know who that is you know? well like you ever you know argue with somebody you know you'll click on their profile to kind of see who they are and it's just no relevant information, you know. Right, right. It's like, why can't I cancel you? <laughs> maybe, maybe they, maybe they friend request you. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not seeing that. I've just seen the uh, the bots. All right, let's see here. That uh, Tony chimed back in and said, honestly, if we all read each other's uh, throats and punching, it would make better radio. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I, I really do. Uh, unknown texture. The problem from the left, though, is that if you disagree with them, you're hateful phobe or ist and that, that that is a problem in our opinions you know like do y'all really know what nazis are right right uh I, actually i don't disagree with what the texture said i think there is many on the left that, that that say that if you disagree you're hateful and these kinds of things but on the same thing i think on the right if we say what we feel we're automatically some sort of communist and i, and I, I think that's just a problem on both sides yeah all right unknown texture hey you're right clay yeah because the truth has become the enemy among disagreeing I guess so. Yes, yes. Anytime that the truth is the enemy, or say anytime somebody thinks the truth is the enemy, I tend to agree because the truth has become the enemy. Yeah. I think that's another thing. We've lived in, see, speaking of echo chambers, both sides have lived in this echo chamber for so long mm-hmm. that, um, and I'm going to say this as a white conservative, as the guy that started the Save Jackson page, I feel like black Democrats in particular have lived in this echo chamber for so long and they've been told especially by white liberals for so long that anything that's, anything that's gone wrong in their lives is because of racism, because of systemic racism, because of all these things. When anybody questions that, what do you mean? You're not allowed to question that. If you question that, you're a racist. Right. And that's where I get pegged with this racism thing mm-hmm. for so long because, God forbid, I actually think that uh, black people are just as capable as white people to pull themselves up out of all poverty or whatever else. Sure. I don't think they need the white man's help to do it. Are they, and I don't think that their problems are because of some systemic boogeyman. Mm-hmm. I think that the problems are self-inflicted just like they are in other communities. And if you choose that you don't – there's too many successful black people for me to believe that everybody doesn't have that same opportunity to pull themselves up. I get there's kids having babies and they're just letting them – the streets Well, that's them. what I was going to say. These kids out there but, coming in, I don't know that their opportunities are – that's us as a community have to come together and try to help them. I think that they're out there robbing people at 14. It's, I don't think that's exclusive to just the black community, though. No, 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 absolutely not. No, I think that's uh, there's everywhere. I'm sure there's there's people under the age of 18 committing crimes all over the country. Right. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I'm just talking about Jackson yeah. and locally. Right? I mean, because you get out, you know, you get into the, the Midwest, there's a lot of poor, poor white ghettos as mm-hmm. well sure. in, in other parts of the country. And it just, we, we seem to just in the South think it's just the black or it's just this rural white. But mm-hmm. you get in, you get like in Ohio, for example. Yeah. 
You know, there's a lot of. I went to Ohio State. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of poor white communities mm-hmm. all up through the, the Rust Belt. Tons that, that deal with these same problems. So right. it's not exclusively a, a black issue because I'm sure there's poor white people up there that think, well, what about us? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Are, there's, who, there's who are we to blame for our problems? Right, right, right. There's. I mean, I think. Well, I mean, I think that's the whole thing we talked about. Donald Trump was so popular with rural white people, right? Mm-hmm. Because they feel like there's a party on the East Coast and the West Coast and they ain't invited. And they're mad about it. And, you know, part, part of me agrees with that. They should be mad about it. There's, there, there's economic opportunities that they've missed out upon because the country's focused on what's going on in the West Coast and, le- and the East Coast. All right, let's take a call real quick. Hey, caller, you got about one minute. Hey, um, well, you know, I disagree with you on a lot of stuff, man, but I called in, man. But I had to, I had to say that um, – um, and again, systemic racism is a real thing. It is. We can't deny that it is. It may not be as prevalent, but it is. It's a lot more covertly than overtly now. Um, but it is a real thing. And some things were not and still in place that are set up, you know, for black folks to fail or minorities to fail. Well, I don't like using the word minority because white women can be minority. But I'm saying people of color really don't like doing that either. But I'm going down this rabbit hole for a reason. But I don't have I only have less than a minute. But listen, all I'm saying is systemic racism does exist. What's going on in Jackson though ain't got nothing to do with racism. That's poor leadership and competency at its at at at, at, its, at its best. If you want to see what it comes to look like, go to a city hall meeting. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm gonna call with you with some some other time, brother. But yes, systemic racism does exist, and I'm gonna let my plan there. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I agreed 100 percent with everything he just said. That's exactly right. Great guy. Well, he's a guy who who challenges my beliefs, mm-hmm. who makes me challenge my beliefs right. and stuff. I, I like a good call. All right, we gotta take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the day. We'll be right back. Come back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios on 103.9 WYAB. Coming up next, you got Jim Thorne's Big Music Friday Show. I'm not sure who his guest is this week, but it's always uh, entertaining and uh, thoughtful and provocative and all those good words that describe how great something is. I always enjoy listening to Jim. And after doing two hours of culture war, it's nice to decompress a little bit yeah. and, uh, and listen to people talk about music because that is my other love mm-hmm. is music. Mine too. Like take take the politics out of all of it, man. I don't care. I don't mm. want to. I just got into record collecting about a year ago, and I got really into that. It's I've been going back into buying my favorite albums on vinyl too, and special mm. edition vinyl, and this, that, and the yeah. other. I got like three copies of the same albums, but they're a different edition, mm-hmm. different color vinyl, sure. stuff of that nature. Yeah. So same here. Well, look, Sean, I've had a blast our last couple of weeks doing this. Yeah, this has been fun. Uh, it, was only, it was supposed to only be Wednesdays. It's kind of evolved into Wednesdays and Fridays. You're welcome to come on anytime you feel like getting up and spending the gas come out the floor because i think it's important to have these conversations right and the feedback we're getting in the text line and if i didn't get to y'all's text today i apologize that don't mean stop sending them i will get to yours but uh, it's important to have conversations mm-hmm. and uh to not be at each other's throats all the time and i'm as guilty as anybody about you know wanting to be at somebody's throat but uh, it is nice to have good conversation and we have a mutual enemy of sorts uh the enemy of my enemy is my friend <laughs> yeah that's in, uh, right in the chakwa antar lamumba all right brother we got to get out of here thank you uh, podcast will be available shortly, com. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.